Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. We are super excited to introduce you to this week's guest, David Ibarro. He is the author of Stop Drifting, Become the Switchmaster of Your Own Thought and Pivot to Positive, as well as a leadership consultant and successful entrepreneur from Salt Lake City who placed his own trail to success after being raised in a Utah foster care system. At 20 years old, he started his first business, beginning a career that spans the restaurant, automotive, and leadership consulting industries. He wrote Stop Drifting as a chapter within his life purpose journey. He is dedicated to working with employed adults who often drift through life unsatisfied. David's leadership coaching focuses on developing talent and teaching individuals how to become goal setters and achieve a positive work experience, which creates the freedom to find success in other roles, including family, faith, community, and health. I'm so excited. We are here with David. Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Welcome back. Here we are with David. I am so excited to have David on the show. David, hi, how's it going? It's going very well, and thank you for having me on the show. So where are you? Are you in Utah? I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah at our uh, uh, corporate headquarters. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's a phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us today. So we start off every interview with me or Teresa saying that specific line, <laughs> and we ask you this question. What does success mean to you? Well, first, uh, what a great question. And success is different for everyone. It's not the same for everyone. And it's a definition of, of, of where are you living? What have you ranked yourself in the five categories of life, family, faith, community, health, and wealth? Oftentimes people get stuck on the wealth part, but the wealth part is the release of the freedom to do well in the family, faith, community, and health. You know, when we look at wealth and work, if we're unhappy there and we're not doing well, the first thought in the morning is work-related. The last thought, it never, it lingers. If that is the case for you, then that means when you are participating in family, faith, community, or health, you're never really present. You're never really there. You're not happy. You've got to determine what you want in each one of those categories and achieving that combination, that's the combination to your lock. Of ha to, to achieve happiness. 
that would that 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 is where I spend my time and and I ne you never quite get it right but you never stop the journey to get it right I love that that is very like there's a lot to what you just said and I would love for you to just let us in a little bit more and maybe give us an idea of how did that definition come about for you and, you know, has it always been like this or was it a journey to get here? No, it, you know, it definitely was a journey. I uh, started life in a very non-traditional uh, childhood. I was uh, raised in the Utah foster care system from one to 14. Uh, my, uh, I'm uh, the son of a migrant worker from Oaxaca, Mexico, who came here to pick fruit in Spanish Fork, Utah. My mother was a white Mormon uh, 16 year old. And uh, in that time period, that was a no, no. And it was looked very down upon in society. Uh, they got divorced. My father uh, went off to Korea, uh, uh, the Korea conflict. And uh, my mother couldn't uh, handle the pressure and took us to the Utah foster care system, dropped us off and didn't come back. And uh, so uh, learning, uh, you know, a lot of people can look at that and say, Oh, my, that's just sad. Well, it is. But learning from that adversity and, and looking for, okay, how am I going to get through this? And what are the seeds of its equivalent benefit? Because there were. And uh, luckily, I was with my brother. But early on, I figured out that the one big fear that I have and continue to have and will always have is the fear of poverty because I lived in it my first uh, quarter of my life. And so learning and understanding that it wasn't about money, it was about freedom. When you go to work, what do you, when you get up in the morning, what first thought comes into your mind? Normally it's work-related. Uh, how long before the work-related thoughts leave you? So are you ever present family, faith, community, and health? Most aren't. So what we teach in, in the seminars that we do, in the performance coaching that we do, how is it that you gain freedom by gaining the amount of money that you need and don't let anyone tell you what that is? You determine it yourself. And the combination and definition of rich to be rich is a combination of that family, faith, community, health, and wealth. And what do you want? And I believe that for me, I work with employed adults, not unemployed, I work with employed adults, employed adults that 87% of them get up every Monday morning and quietly go to work, suffocating in unhappiness, slowly committing spiritual suicide because they don't like what they do and they know they're not providing the way they want to. Once we're able to help them gain the freedom and confidence, then a whole new package goes home, a different partner, parent, a neighbor, and I believe that for us in, in, in all the companies that I own, it is our mission to change that one person at a time and to get away with all of the negative madness that is, that is growing in our country and worldwide and, 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 and help everybody understand we are in charge of our own thoughts. We're the only creature on earth that has this ability. So take advantage of it. And we believe that in the game of life, we came here, but they forgot to give us the rule book. And we're providing the rule book on how do you live it and how do you be happy? Everybody deserves it. I deserved it. I was 14 years old when I left the foster care system, joined my dad. I deserved to be happy. It took me a long time to figure out it wasn't just money. It was the freedom 
that money would give me to shift my thought to family, faith, community, and health. So I think, first of all, that is such an empowering story. So thank you for sharing. Like, wow, look what you've done. And, you know, the beginning, you know, the humble beginnings and the challenges you went through definitely were building blocks to getting you to where you are today. You know, the resilience you had, the drive. I kind of want to talk about wealth for a second. And mm-hmm. to me, what I hear from you is that wealth has to do with the level of freedom in your life, the level of money in your life. Can you tell me a bit more what, what does wealth mean to you? Because I don't want our listeners to be like, oh, I don't have a million dollars. I'm not wealthy. Oh, I'm in tons of debt. I'm not wealthy. I want to know like wealth. I think wealth is a really interesting concept, kind of like success. And we've never really dove into that. Like what is wealth? Well, you know, we go through an exercise when we're doing, uh, you know, coaching with all of the associates of any company that we're going in to help. I don't have one client that's come to me that isn't already a bona fide millionaire, not one. And But they're coming because they want to protect their capital or grow it. How do I do that? And most have missed missed it and they've missed it uh, uh, badly and they don't recognize that the equation of success to get success requires two things capital which they already have talent how do you develop a disney-like approach to commitment to what you're doing that people have a sense of pride to even be there and that's what we work on and 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 in doing so you you've got to put your arms around the fact that it's not about you it's not about your, your place of business. It's about the person that is your associate and helping them get what they want, even if it means leaving you and, and, and building a program that helping them define what is wealth. And wealth is what kind of father do you, parent do you want to be? What kind of partner do you want to be? How do you want to be known in the community? And, 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 and do, you, do, you have a, do you have gratitude? Uh, you know, healthy. Uh, you know, we have this shell we live in is our mind body. And if we wanted the mind to work right, the body's got to be healthy. And, 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 and when it is, we are more creative. So putting a combination together and money is what do you need? You know, what, what do you need? If you were to stop today, would you have enough money to live? And, and, and it's based upon what do you like to do? Where do you like to live? It's not, I need to have a million dollars a year. That's what somebody told you. You define it yourself and then it's yours and you have now a purpose. And then all you got to do is what are you willing to give to get? And we help you with that as well. It's different for everyone. Yeah, I love that. I also think one thing that really comes through for me is that the wealth that we want to experience in our life is created and defined by ourselves. And then we bring the willingness to do the steps or take the steps to show up in our life, in our businesses, in our careers, in our family life, in our community, in the way and being that person in the way that allows us to create that experience, which then in turn becomes the wealth. And I find that is really powerful because so many people, and it's with success, actually, it's interesting, success and wealth, I think are often, I have found and throughout our time um, interviewing incredible uh, people like yourself, 
we've really also learned from so many that it's so misunderstood by success and wealth now layering us on being something that's found outside of ourselves instead of actually first going inside of ourselves, gaining clarity on what it is, and then understanding that we actually have the power to create it and that we're all creative beings. And that in itself is such a huge mindset shift because all of a sudden we're in touch, right? Yes. And you know, when you've achieved it, it's really easy to know. You feel a sense of harmony within. And, 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 and what we suggest to everyone, your plan, what you want in all those categories, don't share it with anyone. Don't tell anybody but a person within your specialized talent team what you're doing, why you're doing it. Just let people see it. And they'll recognize it. They'll ask you. But if you tell people, they'll 87% of society are operating from a negative state of mind. You want to operate from a positive state of mind. And, and, and nothing good happens from negative. Only good happens from positive. And you've got to manage this brain model. This, the brain formula that we share with people, I can share with you in 10 minutes that will explain to you very clearly exactly why you don't have what you want and how you use your brain and the subconscious to seed it with negativity that its only job is to make it so and to give the opportunity to the conscious to be acted upon for you to be guaranteed unhappiness. Now, the good thing about understanding that, the formula is the exact same for success. You grab an emotion that is a joy or faith instead of fear and negative, and you seed your subconscious to get it and it'll direct it and you'll be happy. So I'm always in a, in a uh, battle with my mind is that I'm going to be in a positive state and positive and negative are so unfriendly. They can't possess the same space at the same time. And it's our choice as human beings as to which state do you want to be in? 87% of our society choose to be in the negative. So don't share with them. They'll take you to the negative nut house with them. And it's crowded. So how do we avoid the negative nut house? Like, you know, that 87%, like, why is it that they're negative? And how do we avoid being there? Like, can you, obviously your brain formula is like, um, you know, when you work with you, but can you give us like some nuggets? Like what can our listeners do as they're driving to work, listening to this podcast? Like, what are some of those things to get us out of that nut nut house? Like, let's dig that hole and like jump off that island, you know? Well, uh, you know, you know, and, and again, it's to understand how, our brain works. And to me, when I talk to you about the game of life and we were sent here, uh, you know, however you believe we are here, but we, we were so, um, uh, we didn't take the rule book with us. And what we provide is, is, is the, the rules to the game of life, just like Monopoly has rules. And it starts with positive and negative state, understanding how this works. And you have a choice. Now, for me, we developed, I developed a readiness level that I've already done this morning. It took me 10 minutes. The moment I got up and brushed my teeth, I, my iPad is there and I listened to about five minutes of Napoleon Hill. Think and grow rich, keys to success. Uh, it's, it's what I do. I'm, I own, I have uh, uh, four licensees. I'm the largest licensee of Think and Grow Rich seminars in the world. China, Singapore, Latin America, uh, the Latin Caribbean, uh, Mexico. I listen 10 minutes 
And then I turn to my mission statement and I say it out loud. And it's the greatest lesson I ever learned as a dishwasher at Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor restaurant. I thought it was going to be the most insignificant job I ever had. And then the owner came in one day and he said, everybody stand up in the meeting room. Okay, tell us your mission statement. Well, nobody knew it because the manager hadn't told us. He looked at him, but he smiled and he was very, very elegant. He says, let me share it with you. Farrell's features fabulous food and fantastic fountain fantasies for frolicking fun-filled festive families. We're in the memory business and everybody comes here and we're gonna ensure they leave with a smile and a little dose of happy-itis. So you never open this restaurant without getting in a circle and we chant it three times. What did he teach? He was teaching them to seed their subconscious to be service oriented during this visit of a child coming to celebrate a birthday. And, I, and, and right there I learned, man, the power of purpose, the power of a theme. And Robert E. Farrell, after that meeting, I asked him, hey, how does it feel to know what you want? He says, everything starts when you know what you want. And then he went out to his car, came back, handed me a book, told me if I'd read it three times, that when he came back to visit that store again, he would become my mentor and, 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 and life coach. I did. The book was Think and Grow Rich. So from an 18-year-old lost kid from a bad neighborhood with a not-so-good start, and hadn't paid attention in school. I, I mean, I graduated from high school with a 1.8 average. I uh, didn't miss a party, but I missed a lot of school. I got my start. And it doesn't matter when you start, that you just start. And today, from that kid who was going nowhere, a book, now I'm the largest licensee, given the training of that material. Man, I'm, 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 God must love me. David. You're phenomenal. Could we be friends? Want to hang out? Come up to Canada. Let's hang out. <laughs> Certainly. Well, I'm going to come to Canada. Okay, do it. Um, wow. Like that whole story, first of all, I like that tagline. I know you didn't come up with it, but I really like the, the word happy-itis. Sounds like something you'd catch at a party, actually. <laughs> you know, and we, 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 have a, we have so much sadness and unhappiness. But when you're, you know, when, you know, people ask me all the time, David, why do you always smile? And I said, I learned to do that as a coping mechanism because I was sad a lot. And if I'm going to pivot to positive and get into a positive state of mind, I imagine three things that are the greatest things and the most happiest things that ever happened to me in my life. And I pick one of them and I smile. And then I remember it. Now I'm in a positive state of mind, positive and negative or so unfriendly. They can't possess the same space. I have a chance to go forward, even in a discussion with somebody that may be negative to me. I smile and he says, why are you smiling? I just, I'm just smiling. I love to smile. And then when I respond, I'll connect to the right principle to try to help that person release this negativity and to start living life the way it can be lived, it could and should be lived. And I get to be the, I get to be the pivoter. I get to help them pivot. But first, I got to smile. I think that's really great. And something you said, said a little bit ago, I want to bring up. You said, you know, to make sure you practice, you know, you have gratitude. Um, I have a gratitude practice. I want to know if you, how you practice gratitude. So um, I watched a video about Sean Acor talking about how if you practice gratitude three times a day, you list three things you're grateful for. Well, no, sorry. <laughs> Once a day, you list three things you're grateful for um, from that past 24 hours. You do that every day. It starts to change the neural pathways in your brain. 
And so I decided to set a gratitude alarm. So every day at 9 p.m., my gratitude alarm goes off. And this has been happening for over five years. And anyone in my life knows it. Like my whole family right now, I'm in my hometown. My mom passed away. So my whole family's together. And whenever we're together, um, all of our phone alarms go off. And we have had actually this family group chat going since the end of February um, about, you know, gratitude. And really, it forces you, even if your day's really negative, like right now I'm going through hard stuff. You know, I'm in my mom's house. I'm right now in a stairwell because this is where the Wi-Fi is the best. But um, we're still forced in this darkness, not forced, but we choose to list three things we're grateful for from that day. And I think that has been a big part of my success and a big part of my resilience. And I'm just wondering if you have a specific gratitude practice that helps you with those positive you know, that positive reinforcement. Yes. yes. I've, uh, I uh, developed a, I, ha- I own a software, co- I have seven companies and one of them is a software development company that I've had uh, in Costa Rica for about 14 years. I have eight engineers that build software for us to use in our U.S. Uh, companies. And, uh, and one of them is, is I, I received a U.S. patent on is, is the idea of judging performance based on uh, uh, unshakable results, whether it's quanti- qual- quality or quantity uh, standards and, and, and to, to dare to measure ourselves in voice of the customer process, profit is not a bad word, it's necessary, and uh, personal development. So we have the standards and then the, the, the items that drive the standards, and you can see this comes from uh, the principles of success by Dr. Hill, uh, comes the actions that nothing happens until an action is put into motion. So I have 44 daily actions I've got to do in order to fulfill my responsibility to the team that I, that I work with and have joined me in our quest uh, uh, to serve people in a different kind of way. One of them, is going the extra mile is to give uh, one hour in the service of another with no return, no pay, no, no return. And so I started something called time tithing is that not everybody has money, but you, and, and time is more precious. So on Wednesday nights, people that cannot afford a, uh, a performance coach and uh, they have an issue with their company, family or whatever, uh, or they don't, or a college student doesn't know what they want and they're entering college and they're going to spend four years of college and come out and you hope that you, you, you are preparing yourself to use your degree. They can get in to see me if they get on my calendar. Now I've done over 1000 companies and individuals doing this. And, and, and so for me, uh, that's giving back. And sometimes, you know, none of us can avoid sadness and I have my doses of it as well. Uh, uh, I, uh, particularly during the pandemic, since I do live alone and, uh, uh, you find yourself alone and you experience some loneliness but there's a difference between being lonely and being alone. You don't have to be alone and you can serve others. And guess what? When you do, you're not lonely. You're happy. And so it's a matter of, of everything. We all experience human emotions, but do we just, are we just the receiver of them or do we learn to send? And I've learned to send. And part of it is to serve others and, and, and I'm grateful for the life that I've been given. I mean, I can't even imagine this kid who graduated from Luther Burbank High School in midterm because the principal wanted me gone so bad, gives me my diploma and says goodbye. And I have a 1.8 average. And now I have some of the 
biggest, best companies waiting to get on my calendar for my advice. Are you kidding me? If I can do it, anybody can do it. But I had to learn what I had been doing to myself uh, to destroy myself and, and, and to get the negativity out. And when you build your uh, specialized talent team around you by, I don't know everything. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. I know what I don't know. And we assemble a team by bringing in the talent that we don't know. And we're not afraid to do that. They've got to have desire and harmony for our purpose. And then we use it as if it's our own. And when you share five, six different minds, then the end result is you are all acting within genius. And that's what we do. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm a happy person most of the time. I, and if I'm not, I don't stay unhappy very long. I love that, David. I think that is so incredible. And there's two things you, you mentioned just now you know, about human emotions and that being there. And we can have an incredible life and still have moments where there is sadness, moments where there is loneliness. Um, and you also at the very beginning said something that I think is very important. You said the fear of poverty, it's always going to be there. And it sounds like to me, you've learned to walk alongside it. You've learned to still take action, even if you know it's there. And then you've just shared so many other incredible um, tools with our listeners, which we're so grateful for that you're here with us. And I'd like to ask you our final question as we close this up. And it's really to give people an opportunity to start their journey. And we'd love to know what is one piece of advice that you would give someone that is just starting out on their path to success? Well, I tell you what, there's a thousand books that have just taken what I'm about to say and made it confusing. Uh, whether we call it a vision, a mission, a find your why or whatever. I mean, people just re-label things and put it out for their next book. But keep it simple. Ask yourself in a quiet time. I ask myself, David, what is it you want? What do you want? And you know and dare to write it down, whether it's for me, it was poverty. Well, I have my poverty plan and, 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 and I can't help being afraid of poverty, but I tell you what, it was to get to a point I have zero debt and I have zero debt in my life, in anything that I do, in any company, we don't borrow money. Now, guess what? I feel pretty good, but I'm still scared of it. So I keep a certain amount of money in the bank that's zero, and I'll always be that way. So just conquer it and go on. Find out what you want. Write it down. I need to make $2,000 more. I want to have a, I want to be a better father or mother. I want, write it down. And then the next thing is, what, what am I willing to give in order to get it? Because the law of attraction, just thinking about it, that, that dog don't hunt. It, 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 the law of attraction, the, in, in the word, it works but it needs to have the second word within attraction is action. You have to put something in motion in order to get what you want. Find out what you want, write it down, get what you could and should have in life, dare to take the journey. Thank you so much. Ugh. And I love, 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 love 
that it's simple. It is simple. Ask and then for what the you last thing I would say, buy my book, Stop Drifting. <laughs> it's yes. just released. And in it is a, is a fictional story that anyone can understand. And it's an easy write. It's an easy read. That's why I wrote it that way is because people sometimes just learn in a story. Just yeah. in a story. Storytelling is powerful. So I'm excited. I'm so excited for our listeners to tune into this episode, um, to learn from you, to take in all that incredible wisdom that you shared with us in, in this time we've had together. And we will also make sure that we put a link to purchase your book in the show notes as well. So if any of you are listening to this and you're like, how do I get this book? How do I find out more about David? We will have all of his information in the show notes because I feel like we could be talking to you for hours and you have so much to give and we so appreciate the time and thank you so much for being our guest today. We really, really appreciate it. And we can't wait to maybe have you back one day for another episode of Dissecting Success. I would welcome it. Thank you. a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more. <laughs>